Hey guys, welcome to episode 4 of Podcateers. Uh, first off, we just want to say thank you for all of the support you guys have been giving us. Uh, we've been seeing the messages and the comments uh, on Facebook, on the website, on Instagram, on Twitter, and we really, 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 truly appreciate all of your support. Um, we we had an idea what it was going to be like and all the hard work that was going to go into this when we launched but uh we're truly having a lot of fun doing it and uh, i hope you guys are too um also we had received some messages about when we were going to be available on stitcher well we're on stitcher now uh they just recently approved us so if you head over to pocketeers.com stitcher you will be able to find the graphic and link so that you can listen to us through that application. Uh, we're still available on iTunes, so you can search for Podcateers or go to podcateers.com, click on the subscribe in iTunes uh, banner. Uh, if you are an Android user and use an app like Dogcatcher or Pocketcast, you can also head over to podcateers.com and click on the subscribe via RSS. Um, that's how I listen. I listen using Pocket Casts, and uh, I love that app. Um, in this episode, we kind of dive a little bit into uh, where the idea of Disneyland itself came from, a little bit of the backstory, um, kind of what Walt went through to get the park you know, going. Uh, it's not a deep, deep, deep dive into the history, but it's a very basic dive. Um, it's kind of you know knee deep so that you kind of understand where the park came from especially since we're about to celebrate the 59th anniversary of the park uh, so uh, if you guys have any comments any questions feel free to drop them uh, either at podcateers.com you can send us an email comments at podcateers.com remember we're on facebook facebook.com slash podcateers instagram and twitter we are at podcateers and uh, as mentioned just a little bit ago we're now available on stitcher uh, so yeah, let's get on with episode four of Podcateers. This is our podcast. It's about three guys that love Disney, technology, art, and food. This is Podcateers. So you like my shirt? Yeah, I totally dig the shirt. Oh. Batman, Green Lantern, Flash. You are a big fan of DC, aren't you? Uh, more, more Superman. I mean, yeah, of the two, maybe DC and Marvel. I am leaning towards Marvel. I'm but sorry, it, DC more. So you do have, like, you do like Marvel. You're just more of a DC fan. More of a DC fan, but yeah. it's strictly because of Superman, really. That's actually interesting. Yeah, you get a lot of people who are DC fans, but they're not exactly a fan of DC comics in general. It's really more because they're like centered around a specific person. They're either a Batman fan. Or Superman. Or like a Superman fan. Mm-hmm. But you know, it's like... I'm never think... Aquaman. Oh, no, Aww. not Aquaman. I've so never sad. seen that on your t-shirt. By the way, apparently this new uh, Superman versus Batman, Aquaman's going to make an appearance. Why? Why? Yeah. I don't know. Why? I don't, okay, well, I do know. Supposedly it's just because... time? <laughs> they just want to uh, start this whole Justice League trying to follow up on marvel's avengers well good luck with that nobody remembers aquaman i don't think anyone's <laughs> gonna find that interesting but i wonder I'm, if I'm the wondering... microphone picked that up really well <laughs> that but was I'm, hazen 
By the way, I mean, have you ever noticed that's the case? Like, do you know any Marvel fans who are just Marvel fans for the sake of, like, a specific person? Because yeah, I'll be me. honest with you. Yeah, me, Iron Man. No, that was never the case. Because, look, I grew up with Marvel just like he did, okay? But we always had our favorite characters one way or the other. It, it wasn't centered around just one person, though. You know, it's like, it wasn't that you were a fan of Wolverine. It's that you were a fan of the entire X-Men for one reason right. or the other. You know, it's like, I was a fan of Gambit. I was a fan of Wolverine. I loved Gambit, when though. It came to, like, the villains, you know, Carnage, uh, things like that. But it was never, like, centered around one uh, specific person, you know? But every time you talk about, like, DC fans, it's always that they're kind of just centered around one specific... I think it's because... I don't know if you've noticed. It's become somewhat of a cult where uh, you go to Hot Topic, loads of stuff of, of Superman, right. loads of stuff of Batman, right. and loads of stuff of Iron Man. It just becomes some sort of cult, you know? Hmm. What is it about Superman that you like so much? Uh, maybe the backstory. You, like, I was a uh, only child till I was 10 years old. And, you know, Superman was an only child. Hmm. Kind of thing. I'm not sure. I don't. I didn't really go into the whole psychology or anything of that nature. But, uh, yeah, just my dad introduced me, I think, to Superman. And just from there. Very cool. You know, even, even though I'm not a... A big DC fan anymore. I'm not a big Superman fan. I will acknowledge that the DC universe has some really, really great graphic novels. Uh, two of my favorites are two books that I own, and one of them is The Killing Joke. It's based around the Joker. The other one is Kingdom Come, and Kingdom Come. Um, have you read that one before? No, but I'm. No? I'm. I might take it tonight. I'm gonna say no. I might. I stopped lending out books when people stopped giving them back. <laughs> Look, I'll promise to bring the others back. Well, you know you're being recorded. <laughs> and now and now I can actually hold you to that. By the way, I'm looking through it. This thing is fantastic. Yeah, I'm, the I've never story read this is great. One. The story is great. I don't I don't want to get really into it, but uh, maybe we should kind of talk about it. You guys should read it and maybe we can talk about it, but sure. I'm down. It's it's a really great graphic novel. The art is fantastic, mm-hmm. and the stories are just they're 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 just really well written. They're really well written. Just really quick on Kingdom Come. It's basically all the superheroes that we know now, like Justice League, just thirty or forty years later. Yeah, hmm. they're older superheroes. Wow. Yeah, they're the grandpa versions of themselves. Yeah, pretty much. And I actually have a few. Uh, <clears throat> I would call action figures from the Kingdom Come series. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, my favorite, of course, is the Superman, but the Wonder Woman. Oh, it's so nice too. Yeah, they have. You know, there, there's a lot of great action figures. But I don't really think it matters where you get them from, but I guess it does. I guess some companies make them a little bit more realistic, and mm-hmm. they have better proportions and stuff like that. But uh, yeah, I. I, if if you're into graphic novels, I gotta say those two are definitely two that I can recommend. So then, what you guys are saying is the difference between DC and Marvel here is that DC kind of uh, lets you commit more to a specific land or character because of the stories that they put into it. No, because the Civil War series for Marvel was, that was really amazing. great. I love that series. I mean, just I I remember buying each individual comic as the Civil War series was coming out. And each of those was really well written, too. Right. I mean, the only reason I brought these two up was because 
when I bought them, I was still a big Superman fan. Right. That was part of the reason I bought this one. The Killing Joke I bought because somebody recommended it to me. And I was like, I'm not a big Batman fan. But that made me a Joker fan. Mm. That was the difference. Like, that made me a Joker fan. The new movies, that especially the, the Dark Knight and stuff like right. that, those made me a Batman fan. Because wow. Chris Nolan did such a great job with those that it just kind of immersed me in that universe. And right. that's what I like. If I'm not good at remembering a lot of stuff with movies, but when a movie I know, even though I may not remember dialogue or I may not remember specific scenes, if at the end I can feel like, wow, I made a connection with this movie, that's all I need. And mm-hmm. the the Dark Knight series was one of those movies that those movies were really well done. They were well directed. They were they were well written. They were well acted. So that that's what I think. I mean, yeah, that, that's char- how I feel. The character development in those movies were fantastic. You guys still need to go see Man of Steel. I've right. seen I've I saw it this weekend again. It's maybe my sixth time. Yeah, he sent me a he sent me a text message like I'm watching Man of Steel again. You gotta watch it. <clears throat> All right, it's really worth watching. I think I'll give it a shot. Yeah. Talking about Superman, you hear uh, uh, who's gonna be playing the Atom uh, in that Flash I series? I actually just heard that today. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm actually excited about that Flash series coming out too. By the me way, me too. Who's, I saw the trailer. It looks fantastic. Who's playing it? I don't even know the kid. Who is it? Do you know? What's uh? Wait, is in a. Uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt? Who's playing Flash? No. Oh, we're talking about Flash. I thought you were talking about uh, the ant. No, Adam is a... Uh... Which is kind of the same character. Yeah. Yeah, because they, they both shrink, basically. Yeah. Uh-oh. And they still have but, their their superhuman strength. But in the movie version, Joseph Gordon-Levitt's playing that character, right? Did, did I read that somewhere, or am I just kind of fabricating that in my brain hole? Who is he? What movie is he? Um, what's the movie with Bruce Willis where he goes back in time? Or he was also the character on Thirty Rock. Right, 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 right. No, I heard it was Not someone 30 else. Rock. Thirty Rock from the Sun. The Ant. Uh, I know what you're talking about. No, yeah. no, no. It was um, gosh, he's kind of known more for the comedy movies. I can't remember who's playing him now. I can't. I can't remember. <laughs> it's time for the Google. Yeah, <laughs> just going <on> IMDb. <laughs> All right, here we go. Talk amongst yourselves, gentlemen, while I search for this online. You know what I think I stopped paying attention to Superman? When? When he died. You know what? That's actually when I, when Superman actually got more popularity. See, Ironically, that's when I stopped too. Really? As soon as I bought Funeral for a Friend, yeah. I, when I got that series and they brought out the four new Superman, oh, yeah. I was done. Yeah, that was... Well, that was lame. That was a ridiculous comic. No, that was that was lame. I think that was their attempt of doing the equivalent to the Dark Knight with Batman. They're trying to make um I don't know, I guess tougher. Yeah, I hear you. It just wasn't working for me. No. I'll be honest, like um like we were just talking about the Civil Wars, right? Mm-hmm. I think um you're still going to get those points. Have you read the Civil Wars by the way? No. Uh, or are you looking to read them cuz I don't want to spoil it in any way things like that i'll forget it was basically just like superheroes uh went into battle against uh humans who couldn't take the carnage and destruction that was happening to their city because of everything that they were doing okay. you know they said that villains only exist because heroes exist so obviously they waged the war to uh bring all of uh or is it the other way around no it was mankind that waged thinking, the war against superheroes i'm thinking villains exist because they're superheroes you know what that's a very good point and what the argument there is We'll never know. But if you think about it, if you really think about it, the heroes in some of the stories actually do create the villains. 
Hmm. Villains exist because of the heroes. Okay. You know? It mm-hmm. wasn't... Uh, Edward Nygma didn't exist without Wayne Enterprises. I don't know. Superman would still exist without Lex. That's a good point. He would. He still would have been sent to Earth. That's a very good point. But would he have a reason to save it? He was a normal kid up to that point. I think he probably, without supervillains, he would have been a cop. Interesting. <laughs> Superman? The Smallville need cops? You don't think Just, he'd be a private detective? Or something in those lines. I don't think he could be a cop. Something in those lines. Or maybe he'd be, maybe he would something have been. Something with a fireman. Something. Maybe, yeah. maybe he would have been the Winter Soldier. Extinguishing fires just... <laughs> but the, the point I was trying to get at with those Civil Wars is there were a lot of things that were kind of like point of no return parts of the story. Okay. Um, the whole point was that they wanted these superheroes to uh, be brought forth and reveal themselves and live among society as just regular people mm-hmm. and then nothing would happen to them. Sounds like the, the TV show Heroes. Kind of. Remember I didn't get that? that far in Heroes. I stopped watching oh, after season three. It's on Netflix now. I get into it. Yeah, it like was horrible after seasons? the first season. Yeah. The first no. season was like the best. Maybe the I think. second, second one was, was good. Okay. The third one and all. Third, just... yeah, third kind of crumbled. Because the writer strike affected the second season. It could have yeah. been a lot better. It just, mm. it didn't. I like, Styler's still my favorite character in that. Yeah, he's now playing yeah. Spock. Seriously, yeah, he's in Spock. The Star Trek. I'm yeah. so, I'm so excited about that. Yeah, he's he's awesome. Yeah. So in answer to earlier, Paul Rudd is going to be Paul playing Henry. Paul Rudd. Yes. So I guess it was it was. Down to Joseph Gordon-Levitt and oh, Paul Rudd, man. and at some point, I'm guessing he can't be the Ant and Robin. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> He's also Robin in the Dark Knight movies. Oh yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I keep well, I keep forgetting that. Yeah, it's okay. So yeah, so Paul Rudd. So yeah, there was some backlash with that because they were like, he doesn't look like the typical superhero, but kind of like the first Spider-Man. What's his name? Oh, George Clooney looked like Batman, though? <laughs> Did Val Kilmer? A little bit, yeah. A little bit. It was the it was the costume itself that ruined the movie, I think. Because of the molded chest? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm going to go with that one. Now I'm drawing a blank. Who played Spider-Man? Uh, what's his name? The original Spider-Man movie. Not the, not the latest Amazing Spider-Man. Yeah, not a... Uh... Toby? Toby Maguire. Okay, so he was casted, and it was like, "Well, why him? Why him?" But it he, I think he perfectly uh, played uh, Peter Parker. Yeah. So I'm thinking that's the same thing that's going on with the ant. They're like, "Why him?" He's kind of a comedian, goofy guy, but apparently, the 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 character he's playing is like him. Hmm. And believe it or not, like there are some ladies that like him. Paul Rudd. Mm-hmm. Paul Rudd's a funny dude. Yeah. Alright, a funny dude. No, but they find him attractive too. They find him attractive, too. yeah. Okay. Yeah, I don't see it, but he's a good-looking guy. I mean, yeah. I'm not, I'm not attracted to him. But <laughs> I'm just saying that he's a good-looking dude. <laughs> cool. So, yeah, I'm wearing this shirt. It has Superman, Batman, The Flash. What's the other one? Green Lantern. Green Lantern. How dare Nobody you. cares about you the know Green what? Lantern. I never even saw you. the movie. Did you see the movie? Yeah. You did? Yeah. How is it? Good. Is it? You should watch it. Okay. Who, I'll give how it a dare try. you? Who's the Green Lantern? Oh, oh, that's right. It was Daredevil that I hated because of Ben Affleck. It was it was the dude that it was in uh, R.I.P.D. What's his name? Oh, um, Ryan Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds. That's right. Yes, yeah, that's it. Okay, Green Lantern fan. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, not a fan of Ryan Reynolds. (laughs) (laughs) The best part about the shirt that you're wearing right now 
has nothing to do with the superheroes. On I've it. actually been, I've actually hit it accidentally a few times. Yeah, I don't know if it, it has nothing to do with the shirt. <laughs> it actually has everything to do with the awesome podcasters button you're wearing now. <laughs> yeah. So just so you guys know, hold on a second, let me grab this box here. So just so you guys know, since we're at Disneyland, well, I'm at Disneyland so much, uh, I decided to get us some podcasters buttons. So if you see me walking around Disneyland and you see me walking around Disneyland, I don't know how else to put that. <laughs> Just come up to me, ask me for a button, and I will give you a Pocketeers button. It's very similar to the logo, but it's a button. Can I ask where you plan on holding all those buttons as you walk down Disneyland? In my pocket. Interesting. <laughs> or in be, my it's, backpack. It's going to be sad if, you know. <laughs> or in my backpack. He runs out. He's gonna be well, there. if I run out, then I run out. You know what? I'm going to put a limit on it. Every time I go to the park, I'm only going to carry five buttons with me. Hmm. Hmm, interesting. Okay. So I assume I'm going to have hmm, nobody asking me for anything. <laughs> <laughs> but anybody listening, if you happen to be at Disneyland, when I say I'm there or when I'm posting a picture, you can send me a message on Instagram or whatever the case is. And if you can find me, I will give you a Podcateers button. So can I say I'm the first person or second to have a button? No, you I'm... are technically the. Oh, don't don't break my heart here. Yeah, this is getting. I know. I forgot. He probably took it to work. Yeah, exactly. And handed it out. No, I didn't hand any out. I I gave I gave one to my niece. Mm-hmm. I gave one to my niece Monique. Then I gave one to me. <laughs> I guess that counts. I guess. Uh-huh. Huh? And then I gave one to the mailman. You oh, did? The mailman. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> now I would have been insulted. No. Um, hey, why are you insulted? You guys got no. Podcateer shirts. That's actually a good point. <laughs> That's better than a button, dude. dude the mailman. That, was, that was like the greatest uh, early Christmas <laughs> gift when, you guys when got we walked in. shirts with the logo on them. That's better than Notice a button. Notice how he hasn't answered my question if he gave one to the mailman. Too. I didn't. I didn't. So and technically, te- you're technically, if, if I don't count myself, technically, you're the second. Okay. If I count myself, you're the third. Okay. If I count the other six people I gave to before you, <laughs> you're like the eighth or ninth. Okay, here's my question. Okay. When you uh, had us open those gifts, and they were they had ribbons, by the way. We opened it up, and it revealed a shirt. Was I the first or second? Well, you kind of opened them simultaneously. Why okay. Do you, why do you care so much that these things are numbered? Because I don't number them. <laughs> I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna say it proudly. I was the second to wear this pin, and I was the first to wear this shirt. Okay, that's fair. I'm oh, not gonna take that from right, you. So I'm the third. I'll give it to you on the technicality. Okay, <laughs> you were the second. Because I mean, technically, I was the first to wear the Pocketeer shirt when I tried it on. It looks good on you, by the way. I know. Yeah. I like that blue. And uh, I like the blue. It's kind of shocking. Just for those of you listening, he doesn't wear T-shirts. Mm-mm. Oh yeah, Ever. that's right. I forgot. Ever I wear T-shirts? I don't. You will always find my brother with like a Dickies button-up, mm-hmm. which yeah, to the <laughs> beach. He'll go to the beach with a Dickies <laughs> button-up true. shirt. True that. <laughs> He's like, aren't you gonna change? No, this is my bathing suit. Yeah, yeah I, I don't generally wear T-shirts. The ironic part is that I own so many. Do you? Yeah, I own tons. That's true, actually. Because yeah. I have all the ones that have the doctor screen print. So oh, I have right, like my right, 11th right. doctor, my 10th doctor. I have one that's Iron Man. But do you wear them? Here. 
like in around the house and stuff. Huh. I don't wear them in public. Cause I'm thinking I'm. That's all I wear. Me too. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Even for work. I also wear yep. suits. I look great in a suit. <laughs> How many bow ties bow tie. do you have? Like nine. Nine. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. I can't find the type of tie that I want though. What's that? They have these really cool ties that have like triangle ends on them. I forgot what they're called. Um, Elton Brown wears them a lot. I don't I don't remember what they're called, but they're really cool. Instead of kind of being flat on the ends, they look like triangle peaks on mm. the end. They're, they're I know really what you're nice. talking about. Hmm. Yeah. I would think the whole shape is diamond shape, isn't it? The ends are. So when you actually mm-hmm. tie the tie, I know what you're talking you about. You end up having those okay. diamond shapes hmm. at the end. Yeah. They're I, probably like diamond tip. I just I, I don't know. I own about zero. Bow ties? Yeah. Yeah, same here. What about ties? Zero. There are no tie. any ties? No. Really? Yeah. I'm trying to... Yeah. I, I Actually, I bought one maybe 10 years ago, and I lost it. I have a tie with my pajamas. <laughs> no, I seriously do. The clip-on or just... No, it's like, clip-on. I'm not going to tie a tie to go to sleep. That's ridiculous. <laughs> All right, guys. So let's go ahead and continue uh, with the rest of the show. So... Uh, we're recording this several days before a very, very important date in Disney history. Can either one of you tell me what that is? No, not me. It is the day Disneyland opened. Yep. When? 17th of July. Nice. What year? 1955. Nice. Yep. So let me try to break you off some knowledge. So uh, back in the day... Uh, Walt used to take his daughters to Griffith Park to ride the merry-go-round. And it was during one of these outings that Walt got the idea for uh, Disneyland. And he got it because he wanted just kind of a park that families could enjoy, not just kids riding a merry-go-round or anything like that. Uh, He wanted like a family park. And... Uh, the earliest documented proof that the wheels were kind of grinding in Walt's head uh, for this park uh, was about seven years before the opening in 1948. Uh, and it was in these letters and, and notes and stuff that Walt and um, soon-to-be or future Disney legend Ward Kimball uh, had sent to a studio production designer named Dick Kelsey. And as the idea of the park kind of began to become more of a reality, another future Disney legend, uh, Harrison Price, was hired to find a location for this huge project that Walt was undertaking. And the original location that Walt had scouted out was actually where the animation studio and ABC studios is currently located off of Buena Vista uh, near the one or off the 134 freeway. And, uh, you know, stuff went down and, you know, they figured out it wasn't big enough and all that stuff. So Harrison Price actually found the location in Anaheim, which at the time was just a bunch of orange groves and I think like walnut trees and stuff like that. Um, Do you know how much it actually cost to build, isn't it? No, tell me. 17 million dollars in 1955 it's ridiculous actually you know it's pretty funny i was actually just doing research there is an apartment in uh, manhattan new york okay it's nine thousand square feet 
that's not even a quarter of an acre. Mm-hmm. That apartment is worth $119 million to this day. And Disneyland cost $17 million to make back in 1955. And that, That's crazy. And that translates, I think, now to a little, just about 130 Yeah. Wow. I think. What, with inflation and everything? Yeah. Inflation and stuff like that. I think that. it's about 130 mil now. Obviously, Walt didn't have all the money to make this. A lot of it came out of pocket. But I mean, honestly, think about the most expensive thing that you've ever purchased. My car. Does it even come close to like investing seventeen million dollars into a park? <laughs> or should I say my house? Let's that, go with my yeah, house. You can go I'm gonna say my house. Yeah, yeah. your house. house. But still, does that touch seventeen million dollars? Uh, no. <laughs> now, obviously, all that wasn't out of Walt's pocket. I didn't even think they, that much money even existed back then. Well, yeah. That seems like way out there. Yeah, only to the to the world famous. Mm-hmm. But I mean, wow. obviously, it wasn't money that even Walt had. Like Walt had to actually borrow money mm. to actually make this happen, and you guys know where he got that from, right? No. He borrowed it from ABC. Oh, okay. The American Broadcasting Company gave him the money in exchange for him making the TV show. The what TV show? Disneyland. The Disneyland TV show. There was a Disneyland TV show? So Disneyland was basically a TV show where he started talking about the idea of having the park. Okay. And he just kind of talked about... Like within this year span of, of construction or what? Yes, and before that. Well, I mean, it wasn't just that because the thing is... Disneyland itself circles around the mainlands, right? You have Fantasyland, you have Tomorrowland, you have Frontierland, and things like that. Disneyland actually had shows based on those lands. Davy Crockett had his shows based on Frontierland okay. and things like that. And then eventually, Walt came out and told the public, look, the Disneyland was actually supposed to be a park idea. And he presents it on an episode of Disneyland. Mm-hmm. So it kind of went from there. But yeah, he brought a lot of the money from ABC, actually. Mm-hmm. Which is why they're the ones that actually aired uh, the Disneyland... Opening? Opening mm. when it happened back in 1955. Wow, that's crazy. Okay. Mm-hmm. In fact, ABC was actually one of the principal owners of Disneyland along with Walt, uh, Walt Disney Productions, and Western Publishing for like the first six years uh, after the park had opened. Um, you know, that was that's primarily how they got their funding uh, along with renting out some of the shops uh, along Main Street and stuff to retailers. It's interesting to know that that much money went into something that you were, that just like was an idea you had a year prior. I know, right? Um, So after all the funding was secured and sponsorship deals had been struck, uh, it was time to build a park. And that's exactly what happened. Uh, On July 17th, 1955, Walt Disney finally set up something called an International Press Preview Day. Uh, for which he sent out 6,000 invitations to people that worked at the studio, the construction workers that worked at the park, uh, press, heads of the company sponsors. Um, you know, he was expecting a good 1,500 people in the park. And all this, by the way, happened exactly one year and one day after construction of Disneyland officially started. Get out of here. Yeah, one year and one day. That's, that seems way too fast. Yeah, it is. I mean, <laughs> it is. I mean, it was it was very ambitious, but uh, yeah, I mean, it, it was a big thing. It was a really big deal. Di- uh, Walt Disney actually invited about fifteen hundred people, okay. and these were all personal invites. He it wasn't open to the public, and I think that's kind of the 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 thing that people confuse. People seem to think that the seventeenth was actually the day Disneyland opened to the public. It actually wasn't. Right. The eighteenth 
was the day that Disneyland opened to the public. The 17th was the day that the invited guests got to come and experience the park. It was also the day that they recorded the kind of the live openings and, and all that stuff. Right. Oh, just stop me for a second. You said 1500 or maybe 15,000. I'm sorry. Was it 1500 or 15,000? That was 15,000 guests. I think it was 15,000 guests. guests. Yeah. And 28 showed up or 28,000 showed up later. That is correct. Yes. Well, that had to do with the counterfeit tickets. Counter- at, in 1955, counterfeit tickets? Believe it or not, they existed. <laughs> they existed. I really thought in that era, the people were more honest. No. 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 There's always going to be people that are swindlers. That it, It's from every era. Mm. I mean, obviously, day one, when Disneyland came out and was open to uh, that private party of 15,000 people, not everything went as planned. Mm-mm. But then, of course, it's kind of difficult when you create an entire theme park in a little under a year. Yeah, I mean, a lot of the issues that you were talking about, that Mario was talking about, is, for instance, the pavement, the cement that they laid down, wasn't even dry. So people's shoes were getting stuck. and Oh, my gosh. It, it was a debacle. <laughs> uh, it was over 100 degrees. Okay. And they didn't have enough water in, in the park. Yeah. Go figure, right? Yeah. It was pretty bad because uh, there was a plumber strike going on at the time. So uh, during the opening, Walt actually had to decide uh, whether or not he wanted working water fountains or whether he wanted uh, toilets working. Um, So, you know, he chose toilets, obviously. Um, Wasn't it sponsored by Pepsi? It, it was kind of bad for Pepsi uh, because the the fact that there wasn't any drinking fountains that day uh, available, people were just kind of saying like, ah, this was Pepsi's way of trying to get us to buy more soda. Boo on you, Pepsi. No. Actually, funny you should say that. Pepsi was one of the sponsors that they had. Strangely enough, the other one was Coke. Really? Can you imagine a park where they actually serve both Coke and Pepsi? <laughs> oh, no. That's cool. It's actually pretty crazy to think that Pepsi was there once. I mean, if you think about it, they're still technically there because Frito is the Pepsi company, Uh and they do have Frito products there. What happens if you mix a Coke and Pepsi? But Frito was not part of Pepsi at the time. At the time, correct. Yeah. But, I mean, they are now, and they're still one of the sponsors of Disneyland. No, they're not. Yeah, they are. No. Which one? Lay's? Frito-Lay. Oh, I I wouldn't know. What are they sponsoring? They're one of the sponsors for Disneyland. Haven't you ever noticed that they sell those chips at the park? They sell Doritos. They sell Fritos, too. Check it out. Seriously. By the way, did you say you don't like Doritos? No, I hate Doritos. Really? Really? It's so good. I don't even know what I'm talking about. I hate Doritos. Nacho? What do you got against Doritos? I just don't like the flavor. <laughs> I don't like the, the cheddar Doritos. The but all the other flavors are okay. about Cool Ranch? I like the Cool Ranch. So just the nacho cheese ones you're against? Yes. Okay. Okay. Well, ironically enough, the uh, ones that were invented at Disneyland are the ones that I don't like. <laughs> Yeah, actually. <laughs> That's good. Oh, Wait. yeah. For those that don't know, Doritos were invented at Disneyland. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I read that somewhere. We'll but... get into that story some other day. But By the way, do you know how much it costs to get into Disneyland in 55? Take a guess. Uh, $1.50. You're actually really close. That was actually in the 60s. Oh, I don't know. In 1955, an adult would get into Disneyland for a dollar. Nice. And a kid would get in for 50 cents. Wow. Yeah. 
Yeah. They're trying to make up $17 million. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> 17 million people wow. and you're golden. You know, I just saw a post by trying to find this Instagram post. It was posted by Jeff Heimbuck. Uh, he posted a ticket from right somewhere in the 80s for hmm. Walt Disney World. He he came from the East Coast, so he was more of a Walt Disney World guy right. than a Disneyland guy. He posted this thing. It was a one-day park admission to the Magic Kingdom, twenty six ninety two. Oh. Wow, that's nice. Twenty six ninety two. That's never gonna happen again. And it would admit you to one of the following theme parks: Magic Kingdom, Epcot, or Disney MGM Studios. Oh, oh, but you can only pick one. Yeah, you can only. Pick oh, okay. One. Yeah. Still though. Yeah. No kidding. That's cheap. Very. I don't know if you guys want to get into it, but I feel Disneyland is always being shortchanged compared to Disney World. Go on. They always seem to be getting the best of everything. Now, I don't know if it's because of space. It's exactly what it is. They just get everything. Disneyland over Disney World? Yeah. Disney World is getting everything. Yeah, it's because of the space. But yeah. just Disneyland itself. Okay. It's like they have the better Splash Mountain. They have the better this and that. What Whoa. we have here. Who, who says that it's better over there? Yeah, that's a good point. People that have gone there. No, a lot of people argue that the ones here are better. Yeah. That's not what I heard. No. There's, see, here's here's the thing that I keep hearing people argue. Okay, They say that when you go to Walt Disney World, if you've been to Disneyland already. That's where the magic is? Kind of. Number one, their churros aren't made with magic. The turkey legs aren't made with magic like they are here. Uh, Theirs is probably all salty. They are salty. Err. Uh, but seriously, people that have gone that I know, that have that live in California, that have been to Disneyland and then go to Walt Disney World, say that it's not the same magical feeling because when you walk into Disneyland, it's a quaint environment. The lands are close together. You can kind of see one land versus another. Like if you stand in the hub, you can see Adventureland. You can see Frontierland. You can see Fantasyland. You can see Tomorrowland. You can see Main Street. When you're at Walt Disney World, it's so big. It's great because it's big and you can walk around. There's a lot more to see. But you don't get the quaintness Mm -hmm. that you get at Disneyland. And because you don't get the quaintness, it feels like you can get lost really easily. And it doesn't have the same magic. Here's the thing. I've never been there, so I have no idea. I'm just looking at pictures. But you know what? This is actually something I like to hear from listeners. I like their opinion on it because I've gotten it from a few people that that's what it is. Disneyland was Walt's creation. He saw it built. He didn't see uh, Disney World get built. I mean, it was still his idea. He still envisioned it. He created it, but he just didn't actually see it get finished. This was a project that his brother decided to finish for him. Um, I think people just feel that you feel more of Walt Disney in the park when you're at Disneyland. Yeah, I have. I mean, I have a handful of friends that have gone to Disneyland and have gone to Walt Disney World. If if they're willing to come on the podcast, that'd be great because we can ask them questions and stuff. But uh, I mean, if they could just leave a comment, that would be great because especially especially if they did have an experience where they felt that the Disney World version was better than something here. Mm-hmm. I know that there's certain things in 
the the Walt Disney World version of the Haunted Mansion that I wish we had here. Mm-hmm. It's essentially the same tech, but it's it's slightly different things. I know that uh, the Hollywood Terror, what is it called? The Tower of Terror. Oh, the Tower of Terror, yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. I hear theirs is just way better. Other than, see, here is just up and down. Theirs goes in, out, left, right, whatever. This one kind of does too. Well, that's the that's the start of the ride. Like it gives you the tour before it raises you and then it drops you. Right. But it actually but it feels doesn't... supposedly ours is more of a free fall drop and maybe going up or whatever. But there's just more of a roller coaster feel. Oh, hmm. interesting. Yeah. I'd never heard that before. I only know because my brother in law went for uh oh, I forgot it was honeymoon or something. Oh, okay. He went for his honeymoon and he was just describing it. I'd actually like to see that. Yeah. I'm yeah. curious now. And he was just saying that, yeah, it's 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 a lot of walking. That's the bad side. Yeah. It's a lot of walking. He's a fit guy, and, you know, he he felt it was too much walking. Oh, I'd die then. Yeah. I can't walk from here to the corner. <laughs> I, 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 can't, I can't even go through the podcast without huffing and puffing, so. Again, another thing I might be making up, too, but isn't it a different, like, setting altogether? Because the Tower of Terror here is based on the Hollywood Tower Hotel. Mm-hmm. Obviously, that's not going to be the case in Florida. Like, I heard it's a taller structure. Like I, I could I, be wrong again. I don't know. But. Maybe that's why it's got a different feel because it is a taller structure. Yeah, it could be. So he told me that really the only thing he thought it was the same was Soaring Over California. I didn't even know they had that. That's over there. apparently <laughs> the same ride. Yeah, it's the same ride. Yeah. Hmm. But everything else, he said, it's obviously bigger, but more of roller coaster feel on all the other rides. Do they have? It's actually the California scenery on that ride over there. He said it is. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. How about mm-hmm. that? Yeah. I, I'm assuming it's it's the same video and everything. Interesting. Yeah. You think they kind of cater it to that area over I there? thought it was going to be Soaring Over Florida yeah. or something, right? Because the end of Soaring Over California makes you like fly or hang glide it rather over I, Disneyland. I think I think it's mainly because they're trying to keep it feel like, you know, California was the original. That makes sense. That's what I'm guessing. And the whole defense behind California Adventure was supposed to be that they were going to focus on things California was historically famous for, like aviation uh-huh. So why change that just because yeah. it's a right elsewhere? And then it ends with at, at the castle, you know. Interesting. And the fireworks. Yeah, and the fireworks. Yeah. So, yeah. I'd like to further look into the lights there. Yeah. I, if, any, if any of you listeners have actually been to Florida, uh, I, know, I know there's a few people that I've interacted with and that I know from the art walks and stuff like that that have gone to Disney World re- recently, as a matter of fact. If they want to leave a couple of comments and just tell us, hey, this is what was better, this is what was not, this is what was different. Because um, even the Haunted Mansion at Disney World isn't even in New Orleans Square like it is here. It's in Liberty Square, yeah, hmm. which is almost the equivalent of our Main Street. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. It's, That's it's, strange. Yeah. I mean, there's a story behind it. Um Maybe we can get into the two stories for the anniversary of the Haunted Mansion next month. Yeah. But uh, that one was kind of supposed to be like the house, the haunted house at the end of the road, at the top of the hill type thing. That's kind of the feel of... Like an Edward Scissorhands kind of feel. Almost. That was supposed to be the feel of the Haunted Mansion at Walt Disney World. Mm-hmm. Um, here, obviously... There's a lot of stuff floating around as to what it actually is, but kind of the story behind the one here 
is that it belonged to a pirate and the bride is waiting for him and stuff like that. And it's in the middle of New Orleans because it's right next to the whole Pirates of the Caribbean being so close to it and everything, being close to the rivers of America. It's all supposed to tie together. When was that one built? Because it wasn't an original 1955, right? The Honey Mansion, I mean. No, Norton Square was a completely added land like later down the line. Oh, okay. yeah. Yeah, it wasn't even part of this. It wasn't even part? Was it like a parking lot before? Or? Yeah. No, um, that part of, of Disneyland was actually known as Holiday Land. Okay. And Holiday Land actually had an entirely separate admission than Disneyland did. Like their version of California Adventure? I never thought of it like that, but I think so. I think huh. it, it. I don't think that the Disneyland. I'd have to research it a little bit more, but if I remember correctly, Hol- uh, Hollywood Land, um, Holiday Land, actually required a separate entrance fee, hmm. and they had like picnic grounds and stuff like that that you could go, and they had places for kids to run around and play, but it wasn't. New Orleans Square wasn't a part of Disneyland when it first opened. I kind of. Look- to look into that too because ticketing was kind of weird when Disneyland first opened. Um, obviously, it was a dollar to get in, but um, a lot of the profit was made off the fact that some of the rides needed a separate price of admission too. Hmm. Yeah, they were the they were different tickets. Uh, they had these little ticket booklets that were A through E. So the dollar got you in the door. Correct. Yeah. And then there was fees to, to actually ride. Rides. Yeah. So it's kind of like a carnival that never left. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Like, I'm not entirely sure when they swapped the actual just price of admission for unlimited writing, but um, probably something I want to look into. But, yeah, originally it was just different rides required admission, too. Yeah, but the tickets allowed you to get on different rides. Like, if you got an A ticket, A ticket would allow you to stay on Main Street, and you can ride, like, the the horse cars. You can ride um, what they call the Main Street Motor Vehicles, uh, the, the the carousel in Fantasyland. Uh, in Tomorrowland, they had the 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea mm-hmm. exhibit. And the A ticket was like 10 cents. So that 10 cents got you into any one of those things. Mm-hmm. Then they had the, like the E ticket. And the E ticket was kind of like the big boy ticket. That's like, it was 85 cents. And that one would allow you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. That was the expense. I'm assuming thing. this is per person? Per ticket. Yeah, per ticket. It was per ticket. Oh, okay. And that ticket would allow you to ride, like, the submarine voyage or, like, It's a Small World or the Matterhorn, um, the mine train through Nature's Wonderland, which I really wish they would bring back in some form. Hmm. Uh, eventually, when we had... Um, the Haunted Mansion and stuff like that. You could get on the mansion, Pirates of the Caribbean. Uh, those were all like e-tickets, the Jungle Cruise, even the Tiki Room mm-hmm. at one point. Fancy. Was this guy yeah. has the e-ticket. That's right, exactly. Yeah. Wow. It's, it's, it's kind of hard to believe that even though it wasn't a ride, that the Tiki Room was an e-ticket yeah, attraction. Exactly. That's crazy. Isn't it? I had to pay to get in there. You had to pay 85 <laughs> cents to get in there. That's crazy. was an impressive yeah. thing. Well, it was. I mean, for what it was, Yeah. Yeah. you know, it, it was kind of a major accomplishment. But, but that's what it was. It, every ticket from A through E had a different denomination and a different set of rides that it would allow you to get into. Mm-hmm. That's kind of how the opening works. So you pay your entrance and then you buy your tickets. Mm. So I kind of want to look into. So yeah, it's kind of a cool thing to think back and know that Disneyland is almost sixty years old. 
Some of us have grandparents that are older than that. Mm-hmm. You imagine? Yeah. There's there's grandparents that know life before Disneyland. Yeah. That is a strange concept, actually. Imagine. Well, my... I can tell my kids one day, hey, kids, I know life without DCA. <laughs> oh, my... that's weird. My father-in-law. Oh, that's really weird. My father-in-law's 89. I don't even know if he ever went, to be honest with you. Wow. I should find out. Ever? Wow. Yeah, I don't think he's ever gone out. That's horrible. To, to Disneyland. That's horrible. I'll find out. <laughs> Everyone should try to go at least once in their life. So here's my question. In, in a couple of days, what is Disneyland doing for 59 years? Anything? I'm assuming that on that day, they're going to have some stuff. On the, on the day of... It's all it's probably on the website, but they'll probably play Walt's speech. Mm. They'll probably have some kind of ceremony in the morning. Maybe I should go. Give it I was going to actually ask you. I bet you're going to be there. Maybe I should go. It's going to be packed. Uh, right after Because you're right. There's, sometimes there's just kind of exclusives. Exclusive yeah. pins, things like that. That is a good time to go. And hand out these little sweet babies on... The pocketeers. Yeah. <laughs> I, I want to go get whatever. Just make it seem, on. you know what? Make it seem like uh, they're just normal pins that Disneyland gives out too. <laughs> I'm just going to start pinning people. I'm not even going to ask them. Hey, do you want that? I'm just going to pin them. If you get home and you got a pocketeers pin, congratulations. Just congratulations. <laughs> Tag it on the. <laughs> oh, that's funny. That's good. All right. Well, um, I, I think I think we'll just kind of close it out with that uh i know that i do want to talk a little bit more about the history of disneyland uh going further uh some of the other stuff that happened maybe some history of the rides mm -hmm. um we can definitely have a conversation about the history of the haunted mansion considering that the 9th of august is its anniversary should we say that as we approach that though what the haunted mansion one what about it i mean are we saving it for that week yeah all right <laughs> yeah, I mean, what better time than on its birthday? Good point. Yeah, so keep be on the lookout for that, listeners. Hey, quick question. Mm -hmm. Out of topic. How did the 20-question Disney trivia game... Any feedback? Yeah, people hate you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the feedback from that was people think you're a jerk. <laughs> because... Why? Because you kept changing the scoring throughout the game. <laughs> No, yeah. no. How did I change the scoring? You actually at, did. At yeah. point, at some points, you were saying like, okay, this one's worth three. Oh, wait, I was going to make that four. <laughs> okay, wait, I'm going to make it five. So the fact that yeah, the fact that you didn't stick with the scoring system. We, no, we didn't keep uh, uh, the rules intact. Oh, we were players. We weren't, <laughs> we weren't the ones administering it. Yeah, so true. this was all you. <sighs> so it didn't you. matter. You won. Mario lost. That's yeah, all that but I, I feel like I feel the like point system didn't matter because at the end you still would have won. No, even if it was, I still four feel points, like I would have had points. a lot more points at the end. But I think your your ratchety pointing system just wasn't working. <laughs> well, you you wanted uh like those kid kid uh game shows where every every point is a million points. Yes, so that means you would have ended yes. with four million points. Yes, and everyone yes. gets a gold star at the end. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's and the a game juice I box wanted. and a cookie. That's the game I would have played. <laughs> oh, okay. That's the game I want next hey, time. Hey, that was game one. We'll, we'll, we'll uh, fine-tune it for the second one. Sounds good. And yeah, I, that'll be good. And apparently I need to stay away from movies because you guys suck. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. 
<laughs> you do movies again, I'm just going to do just as horrible. So I'm not even going to try to hide it. <laughs> I, I'm telling you, I'm, I'm just horrible at movie trivia. I can't do it. I barely do well when we play it. My favorite board game, I, I do like several board games. Mm-hmm. Like Clue. Mm-hmm. Because Clue doesn't Gives require you, you to know trivia. <laughs> it's, you know, you, you're hey. solving a crime. I think that's fun. But now. You did you did pull that uh, song from Lady and the Tramp out of nowhere. That was super impressive. Well, no. I mean, I know it because it's on several compilations you know what it is true because he's he's a fan of the music though yeah, that's true so he kind of cheated yeah. in that manner yeah that, that's not cheating. that's cheating because knowing a song is cheating is cheating because that you are uh you love the music so i shouldn't oh, have asked no i shouldn't have asked any musical questions is any? my point you shouldn't any. have asked any musical that, questions? any okay now he's changing the rules again he's taking a million yeah. points away from you <laughs> a million points yeah. away <laughs> you know what rule for next one you guys mess up a question I'm just gonna slap you that's instead of taking a point away I can, mm-hmm. I can go on board with that yeah. <laughs> see the problem is yeah. you like that yeah that's a good idea actually <laughs> I'm on board with this alright so on that note guys I think we're gonna go ahead and just close up shop for today uh, we want to remind you guys that if you want to know a little bit more about us want to check out the podcast check out any of the blog posts Go to podcasters.com. That's where you will find some more information about us, including the links to our social networks, Twitter and Instagram. We are at Podcasters on both. Uh, we are on Facebook at facebook.com slash And remember, if you guys uh, have been to Disney World and have been to Disneyland and can compare the rides, feel free to leave a comment on Facebook because we would like to know. None of us have actually ever been to Disney World, so... If you guys have some perspective on what's different, what's not, what's better, you know, which churro tastes better, which turkey leg is saltier, all that stuff, leave us a comment. We'd like to know. Uh, You can send us an email to comments at podcasters.com. If you guys have any suggestions for future episodes or any questions about Javier's scoring inconsistencies (laughs) or anything having to do with any of the podcasts you've heard, or we'll possibly hear in the future. So, with that, is there anything else, guys, before yeah. we... Just happy 59th at Disneyland. And find Hazen and ask for a pin. Yeah, find me and ask for a pin, guys. If you guys are at Disneyland, pay attention to my Instagram. I'm at Hazen C. Uh, I'll either post it there, or I will post it on the Podcateers Instagram account if, if I'm in the park. Find me. I will give you a pin. I will pin you. Wow, that sounds bad. Yeah, that's romantic. I'm going to go ahead and say I'm just going to give you a pin. Let's leave it there. Yeah. All right, guys. See you guys next week. Take care, guys. See you.